0: Well, good morning. Good, morning. good morning. It is good to see all of you out with us. And we're glad that you are here this morning. I was telling Kirk a little earlier that we have something new for those of you that are smartphone users. Um, the one that does our website the Lordsway.com. Sean Clark is in charge of that. and He's been working really hard on uh, some of the things, some of the technology that goes behind the website. And so he's worked on an app where you can access our website through it. And I can give you some instructions, I guess. I don't know if you can follow them necessarily, but uh, if you go to your app store on your phone, you can go and and search the Lord's Way. It's all one word, the Lord's Way. And uh, you can find that app on there, download it, and then you can search for our congregation on there. And uh, put in Mars Hill and and go to it, and you can access our website through the app. So it's pretty neat, uh, an easy way to to do everything uh, especially to access like our uh, audio and and things like that all that's on there so uh, take a look at that if you you do have a smartphone. Our lesson for this morning is continuing our series on the plan of salvation and this is one that was a little bit harder because I, I looked through some of the material that I had and I don't have a lot of material on what we do in confession and why we confess Christ as the Son of God. Um, I actually had a book and it was very well devoted to the plan of salvation but there was no lesson in regard to confession. It was on obedience instead. But as we look at confession, it is important. It is something that we are commanded to do. And that's going to be our aim for this lesson is to study what the scriptures have to say about confession. Now, we've studied so far the importance of faith. Hearing and believing the word of God. If we do not hear it, we cannot believe. And if we do not believe, there's no sense in doing anything further. But those things alone do not save us. They are part of what saves us, but they do not save us on their own. We also studied the importance of repentance. A changing of life, heart, and mind. When we look at repentance, we see that it is something that is very much necessary to salvation. Repentance will lead us to salvation, but not repentance alone. Not faith and repentance alone. There's more to it than that. Today we're going to look at confession and its importance to God's plan. Next week we plan to look at baptism and how it is necessary for the forgiveness of sin. And in a couple of weeks we hope to look at the importance of living a faithful life and that would conclude our series. But as we look at what we are looking at today, the lesson is entitled, The Good Confession. If I were to ask you, what is confession? If I were to ask someone on the street, what is confession? I might get a couple of different answers. You see, for some, it is confessing our sins to God or to another individual such as a priest or or someone of that nature. It's something that is primarily found in the Catholic Church. But when we look at scriptures, we see that we're not told to confess our sins. Not in that way, anyway. The only mention of it that I find is in James chapter 5 and verse 16, where it says, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. That you may be healed. But this is not talking about confessing our sins in the way that the denominations would do it. This is talking about between a brother and a brother, or a brother and a sister, or a sister and a sister in Christ. Someone who is already a child of God, they would confess their trespasses to one another. If I have sinned against you, I confess that to you. I talked to you about it. We work it out between us. Or we pray for one another in order to be healed, in order to be cleansed from whatever illness we may be dealing with, whether it be spiritual or physical, maybe even. But when we look at what it says here in confessing our trespasses to one another. If I have sinned against you, that's what I would confess. That trespass to you. If I've sinned against the church. If I've done something that has shamed the church. Then I believe this is talking about confessing that to the church. But not confessing our sins to have them taken away. That's not what this verse is talking about. But here we are told that. That if we have sinned against the church. Or brother or sister. That's the kind of thing that, that we need to work out. Now, others understand confession to be the confession of faith. That Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And this type of confession is commanded of us in regard to our salvation. And our lesson's goal for today is to learn how the Bible defines confession. Particularly in the New Testament. We need to learn why confession is essential salvation. And we also want to learn what is gained or lost by confessing or not confessing the name of Christ. It is something that is important to God. And that's something that we need to understand first of all before we understand anything else. But we need to, to know why. So how does the Bible define the good confession. I want to begin in 1st Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and here's the, the first and, and maybe the only time that we see this term, the good confession. But 1st Timothy chapter 6 and verse 11 and reading through verse 16. But you, O man of God, flee these things. And pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you are also called. And have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things. And before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession, before Pontius Pilate, that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ's appearing, which he will manifest in his own time. He who is blessed is the blessed and only potent, the King of kings and Lord of lords who alone has immortality dwelling in unapproachable light whom no man has seen or can see to whom be honor and everlasting power. Amen. We read what Paul writes to Timothy in this letter. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed The good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Before becoming a Christian, Timothy confessed the good confession. Thus receiving the gift of eternal life, he was encouraged to hold on to. Before he could become a Christian, he had to confess this. Now how did he know to confess Christ? How, how did he know to make this good confession which with Jesus himself confessed before Pilate that he was the son of God? How did he know he needed to do this? Well, when we look at who his teachers were, when we look at Paul, we understand how he knew what to do. But what exactly is the confession that Timothy made? Let's look at Matthew 16, and beginning with verse 13. And we'll see that this confession, I believe undoubtedly, is the same confession that Peter himself made. Matthew 16 and verse 13. says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, saying, who do men, say that I, the Son of Man, am. So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, Back to our previous question. How did Timothy know he needed to confess Christ in order to be saved? He had scriptures. He had the teachings of men such as Paul to guide him. Paul himself wrote in Romans chapter 10 and verse 10, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession, is made unto salvation. Here we see that confession leads us in the direction of salvation. It does not finish all the things that we need to do for obedience. But it does lead us in the direction of salvation. Seeing that it was commanded by God We see that Timothy was willing to make this confession. And so should anyone. Who is willing to become a child of God. We should be willing to confess. That Jesus is the son of God. But why? Why is confession important to salvation? We know that it's important to God. And I think of. Other times also where speaking something was important to God. Take creation for instance. In Genesis we read of the creation of the world. And how did the creation of the world come to be? Because God spoke it into existence. Psalm 33 verses 8 and 9 says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. For He spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. We know that God spoke the world into existence. But why? When we look at the power of God, could God not have just waved His hand or or done something else to create the world? Maybe He just thought it into existence. Absolutely. But God chose speech. He chose to speak the world into existence. And by His authority, by the authority of His words, it was done. And it was very good in His sight. Another time that we find an importance in speech... You know, Jesus called Lazarus to be brought back to life, did he not? We read in John 11, beginning with verse 38, "...then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead." four days. Verse 40, Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, if you would believe you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Notice what is said in verse 42. And I know that you always Hear me. But because of the people who were standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Lazarus could have been raised privately. Jesus could have raised him without speaking. But he chose speech. As an example to those who were around. That they might believe that he was the son of God. And by his example and authority. He proved who he was. We find other examples in Scripture that show the importance of confession. The Ethiopian eunuch confessed his faith in Christ before becoming a Christian. Acts chapter 8 verses 36 through 38. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. The eunuch was taught the importance of confession. It was important that he affirmed that he believed that Jesus was the Son of God. You see, confessing faith in Christ shows that we are on the Lord's side. Distinguishing us from His enemy. There's a song that we sing now and then. We will follow Jesus. Who will make reply? I am on the Lord's side. Answer, here am I. (coughs) Christianity is founded on belief in the Son of God. If we do not believe, we cannot be Christians. It's important that we confess that belief also. That's part of God's plan of salvation. If we refuse to confess Him publicly, And we cannot be His disciples. And it's something that even goes beyond the confession before Christian, before baptism. see, it's something that carries on into our lives. Because as we go into our jobs or schools or wherever we go, we need to be willing to confess that we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Confessing Christ may seem small and unimportant. But if we consider that some have gone so far as to give up their lives claiming Christ to be their Savior, then it puts it in a whole different perspective. There are many people who have become martyrs because they believed in Christ. They willingly confessed his name. We have to understand that with confession comes some things that we gain or some things that we lose, especially if we do not confess them. So let's talk for a moment about the gains and losses that are associated with confession. First of all, let's look at the gains of confessing Christ. Jesus confessing us before His Father is conditional on our confession of Him. In Matthew 10 and verse 32, it says, Therefore, whoever confesses Me before men, him I will also confess before My Father who is in heaven. As was stated in Romans 10 and verse 10, confession leads to salvation. So when we confess Christ, He is willing to confess us before His Father. But we also understand that there are some losses that come along with not confessing Christ. If we refuse Him, Should we choose to deny Christ before men, we will be denied before the Father. Going back to Matthew 10, and this time looking at verse 33, it says, But whoever denies me before men, him I I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. We want to be known by God. Confession is very important to that. In Matthew chapter 7, Verses 22 and 23, it says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And I, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. See, those that are mentioned here in Matthew chapter 7 are those that thought they were confessing the name of Christ. But they were not doing things in accordance with God's will. They thought they were. But in the end they were told, I never knew you. I never knew you. Think of the wording of that. Not not that I I knew you before. I never knew you. Apart from me, you who practice lawlessness. To find that obedience to His Word is necessary. Saying we believe in Jesus as the Christ. Not hardly enough. But we understand that we are justified by our works. James 2 verse 24. Confession is important. It's important that we confess Christ before men. So that He will confess us before His Father. We understand that confession of faith is important to God. It's important enough to be commanded of us in becoming a Christian. If we refuse to confess Christ, we will be denied an eternity with Him. And that's something that I don't think any of us want to face. We also understand that there's a difference. There's a difference in confessing faith. In confessing sins. See we do not come forward to confess particular sins. Confession of sins is a man made denominational practice. and Nowhere is confession of sins commanded in scripture. In regards to our salvation. Our becoming a child of God. Confession of faith is when we confess that we believe Christ to be the Son of God. We understand that this confession is commanded and practiced in the New Testament. Therefore, it is important. Now, the question comes to you as we conclude our lesson. Have you done all those things that you need to do To be a faithful child of God. If not. If you're lacking in some way. Are you willing to confess your faith in Christ? The one who died for your sins. Now. Jesus was. Publicly. Scorned beaten, ridiculed. He died a a cruel death, a very shameful death. The death of someone who was a sinner, someone who was a criminal, someone who had done wrong. It was a very shameful thing. And, And seeing all the things that Jesus did for us, Seeing that he went to the cross in the way that he did. Seeing that he died in the way that he did. He took on the shame of our sins. He took on the shame of the things that we have done that are deserving of death. It was a very public thing. Not hidden in any way. And as we notice that. Can we willingly confess Him in public as well? Can we confess that we believe Him to be the Son of God? We understand that without confession salvation is not possible. And we also understand that in addition one must also repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. Acts 2 and verse 38 one must continue to live a faithful life in order to be considered a child of God. Have you done those things? Have you become a Christian? And if not, why not? Why haven't you become a Christian? Knowing what Jesus did for you, are you willing to do what He has asked of us? Maybe maybe you've not continued to live faithfully before Him. Maybe you've not lived the life of a child of God. Maybe you need to return. Maybe you need to rededicate your life to Him. Maybe you need to confess some fault that you've done, something that you've done that has shamed the church, or ask for prayer on your behalf. But either way, If you're outside of Christ, if you stand outside of Him today, why not leave in Him? Why not leave a child of God, a faithful child of God? We always offer the invitation, and we'll do so once again. And if anyone has a need to either come in obedience or to come in repentance, Or simply to ask for prayer. Whatever your need is. If we can help you in any way, please come. Once together we stand and as we sing.